You're listening to the greyhill.com's Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Robertson, and welcome to Season 2. Today we continue our exploration of all things fringe. We have an exciting and fairly new drag artist, the actor, singer and performer presently known as Crystal Bollocks, is here to talk about not only themselves, but their second fringe show, the rom-com that is definitely, maybe actually never mind. So without further ado, a big warm welcome to yourself, Crystal. How are you? I'm good and welcome to you Barry nice to be here thank you so much no thank you for coming on we were just saying that the heat is incredible oh, oh I'm I've got a fan I've got an ice pack on my chest <laughs> <laughs> beautiful picture <laughs> <laughs> I on the other hand I'm not that bad yet yeah I'm further north than you so Unfortunately, it's not as warm as where you are. It's really exciting to have you on the show. Can you share with us a little bit about yourself and your background and your journey to becoming a drag artist? Yeah, so um, if you haven't noticed from my accent, I'm from a kind of mishmash of places. I was uh, born in America, in Boston, to an American mom and a very, very Irish dad who then kind of dragged all my family back over to Ireland when I was 10 years old to Kilkenny, Ireland, very small, very rural. And um, yeah, from there, I became an actor, did the whole drama school thing, very fancy, very posh. But as a part of my drama school, I actually, so I went to Mountview and I did mm -hmm. the master's in acting course. And, oh, lovely. Uh, I know, very posh, very happy with myself. <laughs> um, and as a part of that, I had to do a uh, master's thesis in order for them to give us the accreditation. And um, because I'm a bit of a nerd and did a lot of academia, I came in and went, um, actually, I'd like to do it based on uh, the classic drag by Sue Ellen Case, which is this really nerdy, really wordy Greek article <laughs> that my tutor went drag amazing cool you're doing drag great yeah do drag and I was like oh, no, no I don't but turns out <laughs> um I'm a big queer uh I love makeup I love glitter and I've got a bit of a messed up mind that needs a bit of joy to express it so drag <laughs> ended up being the thing that unlocked my world it's Literally, I uh, so I made Crystal Bollocks at Mount View uh, and I made the bitch ball my first show and then said, cool, I'll never do that again. And the first thing I did once I got out of Mount View was uh, a show with the Pussy Liquor Collective. And I just got I caught the bug and just had to keep on doing it. So uh, Crystal Bollocks is kind of more of my acting life than Alex Crystal. But it's a big thing now, right? With like mm. a... Uh, oh my goodness what's the name uh, drag race and stuff like it's a huge big phenomenon like 10 years ago mm. you wouldn't have these types of artists or acts never mind on television but mm. now there's like this sector within the theatre industry that is just all about drag or ballroom dancing which I love by the way yeah <laughs> and I'm just like it's so nice to have this type of entertainment yeah, it, it just it really opens up your world because I think mm -hmm. I learned so much more 
throwing myself into the Dragon Cabaret community than I had in my like 24 years up till then. It's I could see my whole world just opened up the minute I met the people on the scene, the mm-hmm. minute I started being like, oh, yeah, I love being on stage and, you know, pretending to wank off an imaginary can I say that sorry yeah, it's fine <laughs> pretend to wank <laughs> off an imaginary person to come on Eileen like <laughs> suddenly I'm a, <laughs> I'm a real person <laughs> now that alone is worth the ticket price I tell you there we go <laughs> I love hearing all about different roads that people follow and that and what brings them into that journey of theatre? And my mission, like yourself, is to make theatre accessible. And what I love about this podcast is I really like to bring lots of different people on and and tell people their stories and their journeys to where they are. I went to drama school like yourself. And oh. I think so many people think you just go to drama school and then you end up in a show and that is your life and what this podcast does is actually tell them the honest truth but actually there's something really nice about that journey and what I'm loving about you tell me more is about this experience and you two have a mission to share us through that process of that similar type of effect don't you yeah I do so um our kind of official mission statement. Uh, At the beginning, it was just to interrogate uh, toxic patriarchal stereotypes, particularly with like femme stereotypes uh, to reach a queer utopia. But now we're kind of looking more at as as a collective, the House of Bollocks collective um, and myself, uh, we ask a question Uh, How can Crystal Bollocks survive slash thrive in a situation, usually a situation that's dominated by like the heteronormative, the, the, you know, not so good aspects of society that kind of oppress everybody? Mm -hmm. uh, And how can they find the joy in the existential or a little bit of kind of glittering crisis? Uh, So, yeah, it's. I'm sorry. A little bit of glitter and crisis sounds amazing. (laughs) Can we have more of that, please? (laughs) Yes, 100%. Because I, so I personally, I have like a whole list of things I'm only discovering about myself that I kind of discovered uh, where I uh, suffer from endometriosis and PMDD, which has been like, those are two uh, syndromes that have to do with your hormones and your menstrual system that basically give almost BPD, depression, anxiety effects on myself. And it's something that I've like gaslit myself. I've been medically mm-hmm. gaslit from. Uh, so it's I've got like quite like a, a little secret dark hidden history. Uh, don't we all? Don't we don't all? Don't we all? Yeah. And we are our worst in our critic. Oh, yes. So I suffered so much from self-doubt self-hatred like uh i was calling myself a bitch every day uh and then that's how crystabolics all of a sudden crystabolics came forward as this like uh objective uh observant guide who like isn't easy on me certainly but also doesn't hate me and wants to see me do well and uh yeah basically brought that joy into my life so that I could talk about it but make it funny 
and make it uh, a little bit a little bit easier to handle. And I think that's it's so funny because it's something that feels so selfishly for me. Uh, I I always say to my director, I'm like, but this is just for me. Nobody would be interested. And she's like, everybody's interested. Everybody wants a little bit of that glittering crisis to try to like help see the light at the end of the tunnel. And yeah, that's that's kind of that was that was our big uh, motivating factor in having crystal bollocks in the house of bollocks. Well, we're only eight minutes into the interview, and I've I'm sold on the tickets already because there's glitter everywhere, and it sounds like there's going to be a crisis, and I'm like, yep, I need tickets. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Thank you. You've been described as a force to be reckoned with, and I love that as I really believe that theatre can be a force for change. Your upcoming friend show, definitely, maybe, actually, never mind, has been described by Steph Hartland as righteous, hilarious, but hugely proactive and relatable. Can you share with us how you think that labelling fits where you're at? Yeah, so the so the show definitely maybe actually never mind. Um, starts off just by a simple crystal bollocks wakes up in a rom com and is being guided by a very immature, mysterious, not at all like myself, a uh, fifteen year old voice uh, trying to narrate them through this very strict very uh, heterosexual, very binary uh, rom-com, kind of akin to like Love Actually or Bridget Jones' Diary, you know, which are my favorites. I love them so much. Oh! Uh, and you kind of, you see as the journey goes along that Crystal Box will never fit into this. They will always fail because no matter how hard they try and their best efforts at say being the like femme stereotype or the mask stereotype are always gonna reveal the cracks in these ideas and these idols uh so yeah you see a lot of fun a lot of running around on the stage (laughs) uh, a lot of lip syncing to random things a lot of getting up in the audience's faces with consent uh, <laughs> to really get them involved. But then, yeah, Steph really put it beautifully by saying it was so riotous and hilarious, but also hugely provocative because mm. we do always, everything is aimed to uncover something, whether mm. that be, you know, how impossible it is to be a woman in a rom-com, how they are just stock figures that none of us could ever try to be or how like toxic it is to be a man in a rom-com uh you know they can say the most rude things in the world and yet we're still like oh Colin Firth I love you so much (laughs) Uh, it's always English guy it's always English guy (laughs) always the English guys I wonder why when I was younger I was like I want to move to London (laughs) and now I've moved to London and I'm like oh (laughs) Oh." they're nothing like the movie (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but yeah because at the end of the day the show is I mean without any spoilers it's Mm. kind of looking at uh my own like idea of relationships and codependency 
So that's where the like little like comes in. So I'll be excited to see what audiences think because so far, I've had I've had a couple of tears, which was oh, really. <laughs> Yeah. See, as you're talking about this, I'm like, I've bought a ticket, I'm fully participating, and it's like having the best night out with alcohol and dancing on top of the bar. <laughs> it sounds really cool. And do you know what else I really like? That the production is by the House of Bollocks. Can you tell us more about the company and how you fit in? But before you do that, mm-hmm. is it like the ballroom houses? Because I love that TV show. And yeah. I love it, and I really need to fit into a house of something, but oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, well, so bollocks is for me. Come to the house of bollocks. We're always we're always <laughs> welcoming in more people. We're kind of like a big motley crew. Um, yeah, it is inspired by the ball scene because um, Paris is burning, and kind of the ballroom scene was my big inspiration and my big touchstone for the first show. So mm-hmm. I always knew I wanted to carry a little bit of that with me. <gasps> As we continue. Yeah, because I love them. Um, uh, but the House of Bollocks, House of Bollocks consists mm-hmm. of Kate Bauer, who's uh, an amazing director, Irish director, who I've actually known for 10 years now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, she is probably one of the first people when I was 18 that I became friendly with in uni. And then um, we both just stuck together making work. Uh, she's going to be up with us but she's also going to have a different show up with her called uh, My Lover Was a Salmon in the Climate Apocalypse. Oh my goodness, that is a title. I know, uh, by our wonderful friend James Ireland, which is Irish gig theatre on in Pleasance. Uh, Yeah, she's insane. She has our show, that show, and then also she's costume designing another show in Summer Hall. So she's got a pack. Get out of here. I know. She is bound to get an every spirit down with all of that info going on. Literally, she already kind of does have one. <laughs> <laughs> she lives with me, so I'm allowed to say this. She's literally downstairs and can probably hear me say this. <laughs> so uh, Kate Bauer is the director. And then Lena Stahl, who is my good friend from Mountview, is an amazing piano player and performer who comes in as the assistant. Uh, and, oh, she is honestly i've been told before that she's better than me in the show even though she has no lines because she's just she she does this amazing deadpan straight face where i'm gonna i'm running around being like and she is just ever suffering ever ever tired ever just placid Oh, the beautiful Lena Stahl. Uh, and we actually gave her her own solo piece in this show, which I'm excited for audiences to see. See what um, happens, folks. You do one show and then in the next one, you've got your own part. This is the thing. This is it's what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we also have, uh, sorry, why is everybody messaging me on WhatsApp? Never mind that. Um, <laughs> we also have our producer, Sophie Kilgannon. And um, we used to have a costume designer, but she sadly moved away. Runa Birkeland moved away to Norway. Oh. Sad. Uh, but we've got Sophie Kilgannon, who's on new, who's helping make Fringe happen. And uh, we've got a lot of special guests. Oh, my goodness. You Hold on a minute. Got... How many special guests is there? Oh, so for Fringe, for our uh-huh. week run show... We have two special guests slot a day, which means we've got six uh, special guests with a unique show every night. So it will be a different combination every night. So I'm so excited. So what do the special guests do? 
well they bring their own kind of flair uh each basically i send out like a big casting call so keep mm-hmm. your eyes open any of my aspiring burlesque and cabaret and drag and poetry artists mm-hmm. uh basically asking does anybody have a five minute act that loosely responds to the theme uh fighting against heteronormative stereotypes in mainstream media like rom-coms mm-hmm and you think like, oh, maybe I'll get like one or two applications. No, no, there's so many out there. Um, wow. I haven't announced any of the ones so far. I'm okay, gonna... is there any Scottish ones in there? No, we tried oh. to get Scottish ones and we were like, what? <laughs> so that's going to be my goal is when I'm right, up okay. in Edinburgh, I'm going to yeah. be like searching. I'm going to be like, get okay. in here. Well, if anyone's listening, I'll put a link and you can reach out to Crystal and you too might get a five minute slot yes please because we love it i mean i can talk about past performances we've had people like Alyssa and Yi, uh who is now a writer for the dolly alderton uh new series wow what? i was like Alyssa, what um but they made a really cool uh makeover act based on uh like stereotypes of makeovers and rom-com and uh, different movies like Mulan kind of taking in the this like Asian experience in uh, connection with that. So yeah. cool. Uh, and then Roz Whiteley, who made an amazing act where she literally mashed potatoes on stage. I would pay money to see someone mash potatoes. Oh, it was... I, every night, all I could do was smell like fresh buttered mashed potatoes. And it was the funniest, but also most heartfelt thing in the world. Because it, it was amazing. It commentated Hold on... Hold on. Like, Is, are these like cooked mashed potatoes? Or are they just like peeled? Potatoes. No. Cooked. Yeah. She came in with boiled potatoes. And uh-huh. then she would have milk and butter. And would uh-huh. like fill it up and then mash it on stage. <gasps> and did the audience get some of this mashed potato? No, sadly. Sadly. Ugh. Although I think, see, because this was pre-COVID. So I think she might have been able to like offer up a little bit. But I think I'd get done in for that now. <laughs> <laughs> so much has changed. Uh, and talking about previous mm. shows, you mentioned it earlier, House of Bollocks. Can you tell us about your first show and how did that go? <gasps> the first show the first show to ever my first time ever in edinburgh and my first show ever that i ever wrote uh the bitch ball which was basically looking at um can crystal bollocks be a bitch and do it well and enjoy their life by being a bitch uh which was very fun a very (laughs) silly show it kind of explored like my history moving to Ireland because when I moved to Ireland the first thing that I was called in primary school was an American bitch which was an amazing culture shock I loved it though honestly that was great it shaped my life uh and then like this Irish medieval witch was one of our examples and then I had a uh uh excerpt a big say three minute long monologue from the big bitch from Boston who is actually my mother, who I got to rant about uh, what it's like being a bitch. And she gave probably my favorite soundbite that I've ever had. Where... Can you tell us that? Can you tell us that? Oh, yeah. So she goes, um, she has this one bit where 
uh, I'm like, uh, you know, do you have to be a bitch? And she's like, yeah, I have to be a bitch sometimes when I want to get what I want. <laughs> she's really sassy like that. And she's like, sometimes a bitch has a backbone. And you need a backbone in order to survive. Like, she literally talks like this. <laughs> oh, I love your mom. She's hilarious. She honestly is like, I'm the inspiration for Crystal Bollocks, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that credit. <laughs> yeah. But it went really well uh, in Edinburgh. We ended up we ended up getting four stars, and we got like audiences in who loved it. They reviewed it. I couldn't get over the little, you know, the audience review thing. Oh, mm-hmm. that was my favorite bit about Edinburgh was being like waking up in the morning and going, oh, "The people are real. They really like me." <laughs> uh, um, it's not easy though right because if anybody hasn't been to edinburgh you're literally walking past walls and walls and walls of extra bits of paper stapled onto posters going four stars three stars go 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 i mean it's madness we 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 got a huge kind of culture shock because myself and lena it was our first time coming up and oh, that uh, would have been a culture shock <laughs> oh, we were like what in the world is this so many people so much yelling but you kind of you learn to survive on a different like edinburgh fringe time where you you just yeah you let yourself go to the like the flow of being like yeah "Yeah, i'm gonna show up i will book a ticket 10 minutes before it starts and i'll show up two minutes after it starts and then maybe if i don't like it i'll leave 10 minutes early and i'm off to the next one and blah 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 (laughs) like I did the thing of living in London, going up to Edinburgh to the Fringe and realising that nothing works. What I mean by that is, in London, there seems to be a really good pedestrian system, right? Everybody walking that way is on the left-hand side and everybody walking that way is on the right-hand side. It just works. And then when I got to Edinburgh, it was like, I remember just going, headless chickens, they're everywhere, talking about humans. Because people were just like, oh, what is that? And what is that? And they were just like chasing their tail and i was like move people move go 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 literally <laughs> we were we so we flyered for ourselves and we oh, were on the mile road <gasps> i did it a couple of times in drag which was very fun but mm-hmm. um definitely i was like i had somebody beside me because i was like oh people closeness <laughs> hello get away get away <laughs> just had my like brave face on uh but it's people really are receptive they Mm. love it you just you you become so much more easygoing and our director's amazing she she can walk all the way up the long mile road without stopping because she's just a power walker you need to learn this people if you're going to edinburgh it's it's one of the best things and not helping crystal at all but learning what to do with your hands so that nobody gives you a flyer is also very good (laughs) stop i honestly my (laughs) this is a selfish (laughs) thing to say but my advice is just to take all the flyers and go to all (laughs) the shows that's very true any flyers <laughs> it says so much more about me <laughs> so you got four stars in your what? first show what were they saying about it they were they were basically saying the that i was mad uh 
but in a good way. Uh, and that the show itself was like an explosion of color and uh, biting wit. And ooh, <laughs> I really like patting myself in the back, don't I? Uh, but yeah, because that was because with that first show, it was just me and Lena. So it was so amazing for us to be able to build up that power on our own. And now mm. with, as I affectionately call D-Man, because saying definitely, maybe actually, never mind every time is enough to give you, uh, what's it called? A conniption. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got the special guest kind of help support us and make the show even more of an explosion for the audience. Mm. Oh, it's so exciting. I love being with an audience. We continue this podcast after this short message from the Grey Hill. Set in 1965 in Anderson, Glasgow, this story examines the reaction of deserted husband Billy Spears and his family to the return of his estranged wife Bernie, whose mother has been taken seriously ill. Download today wherever you get your audiobooks, Building Bridges by Marie Dunlop. Is that what your daddy tells you? Aye. And what did that cousin of yours say about that? was a liar, said he'd tell his daddy, and when he was in bed, he heard him tell my Auntie Izzy about it. And what did Izzy say? My Auntie Izzy said I was a poor wee soul, and then he heard my Uncle Hugh bursting out laughing, and he said my mammy was a dirty hoover that dumped her away on an odd woman. Well, you said it was all lies about my mammy being a beauty queen in London. Is that right? I'm all. What did my Uncle Hugh mean by a dirty hoover? Don't you bother what his daddy says. His daddy's a bloody woman. He's an ignoramus with the manners of a pig. But then again, what more would you expect for somebody that bangs a drum in an orange band? Find out more about Building Bridges, written by Marine Delop, by visiting our website, www.thegreyhill.com, where you can find out more about our audio dramas. And now, back to your podcast episode. And they're talking about stars and people helping you for the show. I saw the new trailer. Tell us more about that, if anybody hasn't seen the trailer. Yes, the trailer. Uh, there is... Um... Oh, I can tell you, let me, I can tell you <laughs> one of the special guests. For anybody who listens okay. to the podcast, you can know ahead of time. So we've got a Burlesque Idol finalist who is, uh, if you don't know Burlesque Idol, it's basically the House of Burlesque uh, works in mm -hmm. London. And at the Hippodrome, they do a huge, uh, each month they do a competition and one person wins, and then at the end of the year, they do a competition between those finalists. I know. What did they win? What did they win? They basically win, like, it's like a year support with them, because they're, like, the top booking. So they win, like, it, it's just tons of sponsorships, tons of stuff. It's amazing. Wow. The, look up House of Burlesque, because they are insane. They are just the cream of the crop of burlesque in the country and you've and, managed uh, to get one for this show yeah i managed to get my dear friend fufu kaboom who is a burlesque performer and utter clown she will love being called a clown by me uh who is going to produce a new act that's all about uh 
basically uh, censorship and how good girls aren't supposed to swear, which promises to be ridiculous. I mean, in her application, she said that uh, she is ready to pull out all the stunts, have all the props. And I believe her because this is the woman who made a fully movable and crackable egg for one of her acts. Wow. Yeah, she is amazing. So get ready for Fufu Kaboom. She will be there on the Friday and Saturday, I believe. Or the Saturday and Sunday. Basically, come Saturday and you'll see Fufu Kaboom. Do you know something? I just love talking to you because I think that's brilliant and it's what makes the show really relatable. It's something new, innovative, fresh. You're thinking outside the box and it's something that will keep audiences laughing throughout the show, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's that's what we love is to see audiences having a good time and feeling like we never want to be one of those shows where you sit back and you're like, oh, yay, very good, very good. Like, I want you to feel like you're part of this party because you are. You know, at the end of the day, you're sitting, you're in this queer utopia with us. So it's 1050. Come and bring along your drinks and shout along with us. You know, that's what we want. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. If, um, if you are an audience member and you want to go along, yeah. uh, can you tell us more about the tickets, whereabouts it is and all that uh, lovely Edinburgh Fringe info? So it's on an underbelly, which is so exciting for us. Ah! Uh, we are on in Belly Laugh, Cowgate. It's going to be lots of fun from the 23rd to the 28th of August. So if you're doing your full fringe, we are the last week. We're the week where everybody's going to be tired. So you better come and bring a party because, you know, we're, we're going to need it. We're going to need to rejuvenate all those performers who have been doing a whole month of performing. <laughs> and we're actually on at 10.50. So you can go and you can have your dinner and then you can come along to us. And, and then start. we can all go drink afterwards because it's only an hour long. So yeah, and start your night out with you guys. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A hundred percent. And I mean... Uh, we so we were at Paradise Green the first time we went, and uh, we ended up every night drinking in the Underbelly Bar. <laughs> so <laughs> we are going to be there probably every night <laughs> in full drag because I won't get out of drag afterwards. So you'll be able to spot me. So come along and hang out because that's what Fringe is all about. Is it is what you know. Fringe is all about. And, and do you know something? I love what you're talking about. It excites me so much. Uh, do you have any future projects or collaborations planned for after mm. the Fringe? Well, for right before the Fringe, shockingly, uh, if uh, there's anybody in London, we're actually performing at the London Irish Centre on the Ooh. 28th of July uh, because My Lover Was a Salmon in the Climate Apocalypse is having a big fundraiser night and Chris Bollocks is actually hosting that. So that'll be a big thing. And then uh, basically just follow my Instagram, Crystal Bollocks. Uh, I'm sure we'll have it somewhere. Yeah, we'll uh, put it in the, the details down below. Yeah, uh, but I'll always have announcements of little things and we're hoping... I don't think it, this is the last for definitely maybe actually never mind uh i'm hoping i want to tour it a little bit oh you should can't go yeah yeah 
you know, it's it's so much fun. Uh, and yeah, I've got a couple of other little ideas and shows in the works. So keep your eyes peeled. So tour bookers, this yeah. is someone that you need to talk to when you're at the fringe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, it's been absolutely <laughs> lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. And please do not be a stranger. Like, please keep keep chatting to me and tell me more. Um, I'm going to try and get along. I said at the eight minute mark, this is my type of show. So <laughs> I am definitely going to be like, Edinburgh, who has a free city? Because I am coming over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one last thing. If anybody wants to find out any more information about the show yourself, is there anywhere else other than Instagram where they can go? Yes. Yeah, so you can also go on www.crystalbollocks.com and that will have everything there. It'll have links to everything. And also we're all over the underbelly website you look on there you can book us and then you can book other shows so do because honestly the whole program is amazing so go for it yeah thank you very much for joining us today i really appreciate it thank you thanks for listening to another insights podcast if you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode then contact us via thegreyhill.com and clicking on the Contact Us banner at the bottom right-hand corner of the page. And you too could be featured in one of our episodes.